Hello there, this is Mark Bauerlein with another conversation. Before we get to it, a word about one of our sponsors. Throughout the 50 days of Easter, sacred music for the world. LutheranPublicRadio.org Listen 24-7 to sacred music for the Easter season. LPR, LutheranPublicRadio.org Harold Ristow is professor of theology at Concordia Lutheran Seminary. He was a chaplain in the Canadian Armed Forces and is the author of At Peace with War, My First First Exorcism, and When You Fast. His new book is Spiritual Warfare for the Care of Souls, our topic today. Welcome, Professor Ristow. Uh, thanks, Mark. Happy to be here. The, the term, right in the title, the term warfare may turn off a lot of Christians, uh, but you insist that warfare of a spiritual kind happens whether we like it or not because, quote, as you write, every faithful Christian is assaulted by the unceasing attacks of the world and the devil in his or her day-to-day life. Is this a fact many believers find hard to accept? Is that what you've seen in your experience? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, most Christians, uh, there's, there's sort of a movement and it's been going on for the last a couple of decades to not believe in the devil and, and to just sort of um, see these this caricature as this you know cartoonish-like figure that can't be taken seriously. Um and so at best, you have Christians who feel uh, that they struggle with their own sin or, or they don't have, they're, they're not the, the version of themselves they wish they were. And, and that's kind of the spiritual war that, um, you know, they, they, um, they, they feel that they're fighting with. But what we're talking about is, is, is good old fashioned Christianity uh, that, uh, that, that involves the fallen angels, uh, including Satan. And that he's he's active and alive uh, in, in all of our lives, um, not just trying to cause us to sin, but uh, trying to um, um, you know make, make us miserable in, in, in different sorts of ways, interfere with our our vocation, um, obviously jeopardize our relationship with God. Um, and if we, um, as C.S. Lewis had had written, I think it was Screw Tape Letters. Um, you know, the, the, the best strategy he has is to get us to not believe he exists. So, um, so I think with my book there, um, I, I, I start with that premise that he does exist. Um, and, um, and, and basically the chapters sort of unfold from that, from that starting point, looking at illustrations in my own pastoral ministry and my own life, uh, of, uh, warfare against the devil in terms of a, a real recognition that there's the angelic and demonic realm in which we're involved. Yeah. You don't go into this in the book, but I want you to feel free to refer to your experience as a, a chaplain in the armed forces, real war, uh, that that you, you you saw a bit of the impact of, so I'll I'll, I'll leave that open to you, but uh, in in the warfare, you, you really insist our very first and maybe our best recourse, as we understand this war, is the Bible. You must 
come back to the to the Bible was certainly does insist upon precisely the the kind of warfare you're talking about. Yes. Right. I mean, the um, uh, the, the the battle, you know, when we think about the devil and we think of this warfare, uh, we ought not become discouraged. I mean, everything uh, centers in uh, the, uh, the the crucifixion and, and victory of Christ achieved at the cross. So we have no reason to to fear um, in ourselves. I, I've, I think I might have meant use this example in, in, in the Bible. I mean, in the in my book. Uh, a bully on the playground, um, you know, in yourself, you stand before this big, strong guy that's that's giving you trouble and you're weak and powerless. Yet a bigger bully comes and steps between you and him. And that's our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, and and then he's he's got this. So we've uh, um, we stand in him in holy baptism. We're in him. So we really don't have anything to be to be afraid of. Um, however, uh, our problem is the sinners we are. We we always want to step from behind him, and and take it on ourselves. So I think that's the struggle between the old self and the new self, the old Adam, the new Adam, the the the, the believer we are, the the the, the saint we are, and the, and the unbeliever in a sense we are, the, the sinner that we are. Um, so in in a in a time of crisis and war, like physical war, uh, the old saying goes: "There's no atheists in the foxhole." So uh, mm-hmm. you know, I found that to be really true, uh, where I, I deployed uh, a number of times to the Middle East when I was a serving chaplain on the front line. So I've um, been shot at, uh, spent a lot of time moving bodies around, uh, doing uh, first aid on on, um, on the enemy. And um, hmm. uh, and, and, and in my context, the Canadian soldiers, a lot of them are not believers over here. And uh, they, um, you know, th- th- they'll kind of ignore the chaplain uh, back at home when things are safe. But but in you know in, in the foxhole, uh, on the ground in, in warfare, um, they're quite eager to hear about Christ. Uh, they're quite uh, uh, um, uh, sensitive and, and aware to the fact that there's more going on in this in this realm. That there is actually um, demonic activity. When, when we fought ISIS, that was probably much more uh, pronounced in my mind than when we fought the Taliban. ISIS really seemed to, uh, at least in my own experiences, um, ha- had some some intense moments of, of demonic oppression or, or demonic possession, even, um, and, um, and and that makes sense considering the, the the place that we were at war with them and and against the again the, the character of uh, of these guys. I live in uh, Africa right now. Um, I'm, I'm on loan to a seminary here called Lutherans in Africa, the Lutheran School of Theology. And similarly here, um, embedded in a territory where, where there's, there's, there's witchcraft and a lot of pagan practices, it, it's no surprise that you know, you're, the collateral damage of that be, being a, a redeemed Christian is, is you, still, um, you still experience that stuff at a, at a new heightened level. So um, um, just like a civilian might go to go to the war, go go to war, and um, lose his hearing, um, just by the expo- being exposed to all the sounds of, of of that place, that territory. So, in my case, the the, the sorts of places that we've we've gone to war, uh, when, when you look at a map historically, and you look at the Bible, geography, and uh, it doesn't. Um, uh, it's not that surprising, I guess, at the, um, the the kind of demonic warfare that uh, 
that 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 I, I I've been involved with, but even back in in North America with the the rise of um, uh, multiculturalism in, in terms of um, being exposed or, or inviting more religions, uh, different people groups into our countries. There's a wonderful missiological opportunity there, wonderful chance to share the light of Christ to people who are who are in dark places. However, we're also bringing in um, some of that phenomenon, I think. And um, so with, with my book, I, I try to draw from various experiences that, that I've had both here at home and also abroad and um, parish life and missionary life slash chaplain life and look at how the, the evil one has, has manifested himself in those different settings uh, and, and the way as Christians, the kind of tools that we have that God has gifted and graced us with to, to battle him. Um, and again, to uh, that, that the fear, uh, unnecessary fear and even unnecessary terror is reduced because we, we, we dwell in our Lord Jesus Christ. I, 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 don't, I don't need you to respond to this. I didn't know you were in Africa, but I, I, let me just salute you for the courage of being there in a place where you see uh, some of the things going on. That, that are going on. And, you, you know, you mentioned that there are no atheists in foxholes. I think that actually was coined by a chaplain in World War II. Do, do you know the source of that quote? I think, I think it came from him when someone asked him yes. a question about bringing, bringing God into this kind of in, in place where he said, there are no atheists in foxholes. Right. I think that was it. And what, what, a, what a great line. Uh, it it de- deserves to be remembered. You know, you also mentioned that, okay, that you got the bully and the big bully intervenes. There is another group that you spend a lot of time talking about, and that is the angels. You mentioned the fallen angels, but there are unfallen angels mm-hmm. as well. You cite the blessings of the angels in this war. What is their precise role in this battle? Right. I mean, when you look at the the angels there's a threefold uh, uh role that they have in, in heaven one is to worship god day day and night and so when we die and we go to heaven uh, you know we'll join in that um i'll often say to people that um don't don't, don't like to do 10 church on earth well i guess you'll be pretty miserable uh when you get to heaven because we don't like hanging out with god here well you'll be spending eternity with him but the, the reason we don't like to do it here is because again we're sinners and it goes against our, our our very very nature. Whereas there, it'll be restored as something natural. So, we join the angels in their worship here on Earth. Um, uh, particularly, I'd say when we celebrate the the Holy Eucharist, uh, because that's sort of where the heaven and earth jo- join together, and and the archangels and all of all the the big guys are there with us. Um, but in terms of um, of um, of more practical utility in in our daily lives. Um, we find in the Bible there are messengers and helpers. Uh, in terms of messengers, um, without going too deeply into um, into all that, that, that's kind of over because we have the Bible. We have everything we need to know there. Um, but as it was still being canonized, um, you know, of course, we know with the, the Holy Virgin, uh, you know, the, the, or Elizabeth, I mean, endless uh, examples that, that you can find a number of them in my book. Um, you have the the angels as as uh, ambassadors of God, um, uh, pronouncing the good news uh, to those who are repentant and 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 um, um, are are the believers, and then um, a terror 
to those who aren't like the the angels at the tomb side for instance to the to the um to, to the soldiers guarding the tomb um usually an angel is a, is a ter terrifying experience because they 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 reflect the glory of god uh which we, we have a difficulty beholding as as the people we are uh so there's usually these messages of don't be afraid I, I, i'm here uh i come in peace kind of thing when it comes to uh, god's god's chosen people um, but now that the, the Bible's been canonized, we really don't have anything new. If, if there's a new message, it's probably a false message or it's from the evil one pretending to be an angel. Like St. Paul says, even an angel teaches you a gospel different than the one that I've pronounced to you. You know, it's anathema. Um, so the last thing that the angels do is they protect us. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we have, I believe that in, in baptism, we've all been assigned at least one. Uh, guys like me that get in trouble a lot and uh, and 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 have very uh, small faith, I'm sure that I've got a few extras that God's assigned to me uh, to to care for me and, and my journey of faith. Um, but uh, but they 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 prefer to be hidden in the background, um, tools of God, uh, helpers. Um, they they don't. Um, there's nothing in Scripture that says that uh, we ought to um, you know pray to them or or um, reach out to them for. Um, for for the help that only uh, the, the Lord the the, the the saving help that the Lord can give, mm -hmm. but I think it's a it's a real uh, a detrimental thing when Christians um, don't recognize that whole company of heaven that that whole family of God uh, that is involved in this war uh, that that is involved involved in in the realms around us. Uh, when the ancients were, were to look up to the sky, they wouldn't see empty space. They wouldn't just see. Uh, you know, th think of heaven as something very, very far away beyond the clouds or beyond the planets. And then we're just sort of here with with God spiritually, you know, um, remembering us or, or sending us, you know, little little uh, th thunderbolts of power from from his his throne far away to help us through life. The ancients would have looked at the uh, would have looked at the sky and, and, and imagined that to be filled with with the saints, uh, those who have gone before us uh, that, that, that pray for us. The angels that are there helping us, and the Lord Himself, our Triune God, involved in our in our lives. So, so I personally find a great amount of comfort in the thought that the angels who outnumber the de the, the fallen angels, the, the devil, the holy angels outnumber the the the, the demonic the, the demons that are actually you know with us in in our car, wish with us in our bedroom, with us in our at the kitchen table or the schoolroom or the factory. Um, and, and so those close calls that you have and you're like, boy, was I ever lucky. I, I didn't lose my finger on, on the uh, table saw. It's like, well, what, what's this about luck? You know, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's a normal thing that God, God loves us. He's our heavenly father. He takes care of his children. And just like, you know, you're with your child in front of a table saw, helping him cut a piece of wood. And you see him about to do something stupid, and, and you're going to pull his hand away because because uh, you're you're a good man. Well, we who are evil uh, still know how to do good for our children. Well, God, who is perfectly good and loving, is going to do good to us. So it makes sense that an angel is there pulling our hand away. And and let's not be surprised. Never mind Hebrews uh, twelve on on entertaining angels that we ought to treat every human being that we encounter uh, as if uh, um, as if they could be an angel and. Uh, if you look back in hindsight at your life with the eyes of faith, uh, with this filter that I'm suggesting to, to you, which isn't a new filter, it's just the Christian filter, I think you'll, you'll, you'll revisit a lot of things that have happened in life where you've said, you know what, I wonder if that was an angel. I wonder if, if you know, not, not just that 
God was there for me, which he obviously is, but that he was actually there working through an angel to help me. Uh, that, that's how intimate God is involved in our physical life and, and in these physical ways. Because remember, the angels are, are created beings. So, so we, we, we have a, a hard time with the, you know, how, how the spiritual and bodily relate. Um, uh, th that's why demon, demon, demon possession is such a hard thing for us to grasp a lot of the time. Uh, we're, we're kind of neo-gnostics, if you know what that, that word means, uh, just culturally. Um, but, uh, but the devil is at work in, in these physical ways, you know, people that claim to have haunted houses and, and so forth, things are moving around. Spiritual phenomena have a physical impact. Uh, well, well, the same thing in the spiritual, the, the good side of, 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 of the spiritual side of things. Uh, God is, is, is physically involved. And for those of us who come from sacramental faith traditions, well, you know, we understand that to be true through, through bread and wine and water, that, uh, that, that uh, the spirit of God is at work in these physical means. So, so there's a, a massive amount of comfort in the thought of the, 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 the third role of, of angels uh, involved in our lives, just, you know, frankly, helpers. So what I do in my book is I take it a step further and I say, well, uh, pastors, because the book was originally uh, written with, for, for, for everyone, but specifically as a tool for pastors and pastoral ministry. And so I, I try to make the argument that pastors are angelic in their role as messengers, as preachers, as they teach the same scriptural material and, 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 and the good news of Christ crucified, uh, the gospel, but also as helpers. So kind of the mercy works, the humanitarian things that we do, which isn't our main job is to do those things, but uh, but it's a secondary thing of, of uh, feeding the poor and, and, and helping people through, you know, moving people out of their houses when they can't find anyone else to, to, to assist. You know, it's usually the pastor who's there doing that. And that's a, that's the angelic role um, yeah. uh, that we engage in, which which is a real comfort. If you read the book of Revelation, yeah. you'll see the, the, the message to the seven angels. Uh, the, the argument is that, uh, that that was to the bishops of these clusters of churches, you know, um, uh, who, who are being addressed through Saint Saint John, um, and so there's 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 a connection that I make that you know, uh, it, it's a good thing for you to think of yourself as a as a pastor, as as an angel and as a lay person. Well, it's also you're an angel, but in different ways, uh, according yeah. to your own vocation. So so we can all draw comfort from the fact that that angelic work is being used, uh, that that is happening through our own ministries. Let's pause for a moment to ask if you are looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium. That's the University of Dallas in Irving, Texas. Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the university offers an exceptional liberal arts education with undergraduate and graduate programs in arts and sciences, business, and ministry, as well as a campus in Rome, Italy all of them preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. You know, for many, the whole idea of angels and demons, it's simply incompatible with modernity, right? You actually have a statement. I wrote it down in the book. Even among, even among the... Our, our religious leaders, you write, some pastors and seminary professors teach that demons don't really pester people in a Western first world context like ours. 
Is this a, a common teaching? Right. Yeah, they, they absolutely pester. I mean, these, if, if you look at actually St. Augustine uh, in the City of God, he, he's, he's a, you know, an early church father, third century, who um, spends, spends quite some time systematizing this idea of angels and, and demons. And the way he kind of um, describes them um, or, or presents them as these spoiled little brats, you know, they're, 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 they're annoyed that um, they, they can't be God. The same error that we made wanting to become God in, in the Garden of Eden was, was an extension of, 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 of their desire uh, to, to, uh, to, to take, take, take the throne and take control of their own lives, to have an identity outside of uh, the one that God had um, uh, created for them, an identity in him uh, as servants, um, as creatures. And, um, and so they're, they're, they're kind of eternally or endlessly just angry and, and annoyed and miserable that, that they're, they're dissatisfied, that, they're, that they, they aren't what they'd hoped. Their dream never came true. Their American dream hasn't come true. And, uh, and, and, and so they're just trying to make everyone miserable just like they are. But they really are harmless. Um, and so this is, um, so they, they do come after us and attack us. But, but the, the worst thing is for us is, is to buy into this lie that they are somehow, you know, stronger than us when we're outside of side of Christ. But the other lie is uh, again that they don't exist, or that um, that that they really aren't something to to be worried about, um, because it is a spiritual war. And and no matter how well armored you are, when you go into a battlefield, uh, you still need to be aware of the enemy and that they're dangerous. Um, so an example I use in my book on this one is, is one of the chapters is titled the, the Lie of Demonic Possession. And I'm not saying a demonic possession is a lie. It actually happens. But it's a lie in that the devil's chief means of, 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 of destroying us is lying to us and then murdering us. Look at Judas. Look at, look at the example between Peter and Judas. So St. Peter is just as bad as Judas betraying, betraying Jesus, you know, three-time denial, Yet Peter believes in Jesus and he repents of his sin and everything's good after that. Uh, Judas despairs. Judas has no faith. Uh, it, it's the, 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 but there's, there would have been hope for Judas had he have turned from his, ter, turned from his sin and, and believed in, 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 in um, the forgiveness of sins. Um, and so uh, the, the idea of demonic possession, and, and when I've performed exorcisms on people, um, the, the, the two ways I go about this is, is first, in, in terms of using sacred phraseology and, and rebukes and, and prayers, is reminding the devil that he does not own that person. He's a squatter in somebody else's building. Um, mm. that, that, that building belongs to, to, to Jesus. Even if that person hasn't been baptized, God still created that building, that person, uh, you know, that temple, you could say. And, uh, and so he's got to get out. And then in terms of the, the, the after uh, support uh, and, and pastoral care uh, for that um, ex-demoniac, if you want to call, it, call him that, um, is to remind that person that, uh, that the devil can't have them, that uh, they belong to Jesus. The problem is always that they don't believe it or, or they don't want it. They become too com comfortable with this pestering little brat, demon, or you know, plural demons in them. Um, and, and so they, 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 it's, it's a love hate thing they, they, they don't want them in them, um, because they, they don't have control of their lives, but then they want them in them because, um, 
they, they, they empower them. I know it sounds co- contradictory. So, uh, so I, I would say, um, you know, that, uh, it's, it's, a. Uh, there's a danger on both sides. Like don't fall off on either side of the horse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, believing they're not pestering you at all, but then they've they've they've, they've they're doing it so much that you just have to concede, uh, because yeah. the, the truth is, they're real troublemakers. But you don't have to you <laughs> don't have to worry about them in the sense that when you have faith in our Lord, um, you know you're in good hands. And and. And we have to be wary of relying too much on the popular conceptions of, of demons, the cartoonish uh, version of them. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask you about an example. When you served, you discussed this in the book briefly, when you served an inner city congregation in Montreal, lots of people, you say, including some officials, mocked and opposed your work. Should we regard them as fallen angels of some kind or, or as doing the devil's work yeah i think that we we whenever we participate in in things that arise from from unfaith and in things that don't arise from uh um, biblical uh notions and, and and the holy scriptures well inadvertently we're, we're 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 joining hands with the devil um so that's um you know when i sin in thought word and deed through my through my day um you know, I've 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 linked arms with him um, when I when I attack the the, the truth. Um, I, I've linked our arms with him, and um, so I mean, in fairness to 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 my um, my former parishioners, they just represent the modern Canadian, right? That uh, this this I, these biblical ideas aren't supported by the media. So so hmm. the media becomes my bible. The media becomes my source of authority. I mean, look at the nonsense going on in in, in Canada. Over the last couple of years, with with the, this leftist takeover in terms of the wokeism, and I've been a real uh, fighter for. Uh, uh, I was actually uh, uh, in terms of the Freedom Convoy and, and all these kind of things. I was a real advocator for the uh, uh, for for the freedom movement. Continue to actually be um, as a former veteran. I serve on the steering committee for Veterans for Freedom, who who basically stands up for for the truth uh, and saying, "Wait a second, the, the media has been lying to us." And we've all said it as Christians, you know, up until COVID. And then we said, well, COVID, they just took a break. And and, and all of a sudden it's it's all, you know, now, now it's all, you, you can't question them. Or, or, or the big pharmas, we all knew they were the biggest corrupted institutions for, for forever. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and we just put all our faith in them. And, and the government, we've never seen them as allies, at least in Canada. And yet when they say lock down your churches, uh, we don't ask a question or raise an eyebrow. So I would say there's very subtle ways that we link arms with the devil, uh, but but when we when we when we don't like those things to be exposed, well we we get to see what who our real gods are, uh, because the idols in our lives that we cling the most tight to are the ones that we are most sensitive to when they are uh, when they are identified. Uh, and so I, I would just say that um, um, throughout my day, uh, Brian, I'm I'm. Um, I'm licking our arms with the devil in, in all of my sinful, secular ways of, of, of viewing things. Um, um, so in my, uh, you know, and uh, God have mercy on me. My, my book, the, the, the one that you mentioned, My First Exorcism, I, I forget the subtitle uh, or, or, uh, of that, but it, not subtitle, but whatever, whatever the other, uh, you know, the other phrase is, uh, but it had something to do with countering cult- counterculture 
something about cu counterculture spirituality. I can't quite remember it, but the idea in that book was using an illustration of 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 um, of, of an exorcism that I was caught in uh, caught in, and I was surprised by and how that all went, and the lessons I learned in terms of this piece that you're, you're raising, um, how 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 it's the more subtle stuff that that the devil's really involved with, you know, as opposed to, I mean, goodness sake. If, if things start moving around in your house, uh, chances are your faith is going to increase, right? You're gonna you're gonna want to have the, the the pastor or the father come come over, and 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 bless your home, or you're gonna you're gonna go to your Bible and read it, or or you're just you know if there's any Christian bone in you, that's how you're gonna react. So so the devil's not interested in, in increasing faith in you. So so his best strategy is to work in these these ways in which you don't actually think. He's he's present in your life, and that was another point that hmm. C.S. Lewis made in, in the Screw Tape Letters. There's one thing that you insist we always remember. You say this in the middle of the book that, in spite of all appearances, quote, we fight on the winning side. Hmm. Uh, maybe that's a little hard for a lot of people, given what we see so much in Canada and the United States. Uh, how do we sustain that at the present time? Bible study, continue coming back, you, you must attend services and so on? That's absolutely. Um, God has given us the full armor, his, his full armor. We hear about that in, in, in Ephesians, uh, the full ar armor of God. You don't have to worry about um, getting it. You know, there's these sort of um, charismatic views out there that, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not fully equipped, you know, and I've got to pray harder. I've got to, I've got to do more. I've got to have a special liaison or link with the holy spirit to to get the stuff that's missing for me to 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 have victory in my life um god has given you it all um but uh, but but just like uh, 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 any any gun or any sword you've got to keep it polished you got to keep it cleaned um uh, so that it's functioning uh, right and uh, and i would say that that's what happens when you go to church and you have bible study and you 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 are involved in prayer and fellowship with believers and again for uh, for those of, of sacramental faith traditions, you've got uh, the, the, the private confession absolution and you've got uh, uh, mass and all that kind of uh, thing as well. Um, when, when we neglect that, when we become lazy in our walk, um, th then our, our tools aren't going to be as, as, as good to go. Now, God still loves us. He's got his hand on us, but we make our, our lives a lot harder. Um, so so way, the way you can think of, of, of this victory is that you know on Good Friday we had an Easter Sunday we had the D Day um, that that uh, the war was over we are victorious um, yet um, uh, until Christ comes again uh, that that victory parade hasn't yet happened yet so so we've got the enemy forces who know they've lost but they're causing us trouble from the sidelines you know they're in those old bombed out buildings throwing rocks at us and. and uh, um, so, so, so they're done, um, but um, but but they continue to try to lie to, lie to us so that um, so that we um, get into all sorts of troubles. Um, our big challenge is 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 not walking by faith, uh, walking by sight, you, you, because it can sure look like in our own lives and and the world around us that 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 God isn't in control, uh, that the devil actually is is the victorious one, and that's why the Book of Revelation was written. It says, don't trust your eyes. It will look like uh, that the victory is on the other side to the point where if Jesus didn't um, shorten his decision 
if he doesn't, because if Jesus didn't come back earlier, that he was planning on coming back, there'd be no faith left on planet Earth because people would be so mm. uh, uh, fooled by by what they see and experience. So trust in in, in our Lord Jesus Christ, um, the, the, the crucified one. There's a reason that the, the, the governing image of the church is a, is a dead man on the cross because that looks everything other than victory. A dead man mm. hanging there doesn't look like victory. That looks like failure. And yet mm. our victory is a hidden phenomenon. So, so, so uh, the, the victory is found in, in, in those wounds of our Lord. And so, too, the church looks like a, a failing, suffering, broken body, and yet it's that victorious body. Your life isn't going to look like the way you wished it measured up. It's not going to be the American dream. You know, you're, you're, that, that's all just positive, positivistic thinking that, that, that isn't going to get you anywhere in life. But the Word of yeah. God, the promises of God, the, 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 the crucified Lord, um, he, he is the one that when we fix our eyes upon him, the author and perfecter of our faith, um, uh, we, we, we can know that that D-Day, the victory parade hasn't yet happened, but you're already marching in that parade and you'll see it when he comes again. And then the celebration will begin for all of eternity. There's more in the book, including your, your prison uh, ministry. But for now, the title is Spiritual Warfare for the Care of of souls. Pastor Ristow, thank you for joining us. And thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. And thank you for listening to our conversation, which has been supported by Wyoming Catholic College, which combines great books, the Catholic tradition, and the great outdoors of the American West into an extraordinary education. Go to wyomingcatholic.edu or contact the admissions office at 877-332-2930.